Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. the fan. I'm Adam Gall. That is Tim Donnelly. We are here. It's a special fan football tailgate because I was preparing diligently <laughs> for our whole staff meeting at 945 today. And here comes our fearless leader, Paul, bursting through the door. No meeting today. Frank Reich was just got fired. I don't. He didn't say it quite as eloquently as I did. <laughs> uh, but yes, not, basically 90 minutes ago. Uh, was when the news came out that David Tepper had relieved Frank Reich of all coaching duties, and he had to, I guess, the obligatory. We thank Frank for his hard work. Well, I, I will. <laughs> I think Frank Reich is is a guy everybody liked as a guy. I, I do think he worked hard. I do think he tried. It just it that for reasons both of his own doing and not of his own doing, uh, didn't work out. And and you know, I think David Tepper has to look internally on some of that. I think uh, Scott Fitter, the GM, who was not included in the mm-hmm. the release, uh, I think he needs to look internally. But but also Frank Reich, you know, if he wants to get back into coaching, I think there's some things he can, he can fix also. Let's talk to Chris McLean from Mac and Bone in the morning, WFNZ in Charlotte. This news based on David Tepper uh, dropping a thunderous F. After walking out of the locker room yesterday in Nashville following the loss, I'm sure this news didn't surprise you, but what was the mood at, I guess, around 945? You probably didn't want to leave the air. What's up, fellas? Well, first of all, Adam, uh, being a longtime morning radio person, we definitely, during that break when we found it out, cussed about the fact that they do this when we only have 10 minutes left on the show. <laughs> and all the other day part radio hosts like yourselves, they get all the juicy stuff. We do. That's a, that, is, that was our first selfish reaction. As far as the move, I don't know. I started wondering, I guess, if Tepper was just going to wait into the offseason. But I guess that is an indicator now. If Tepper ever in front of the media in a public place screams the F word, I guess that <laughs> means the next day someone's in trouble. It is. <laughs> Man, I don't know. You're, you're almost numb to, you know, the latest wreck of the trains, you yeah. know, around this organization. I mean, it, it's just depressing. If you don't laugh, you're going to cry. You're going to scream yourself crazy. But here we are just a year later, fellas, doing coaching search radio again. We are. This is becoming our specialty in the city of Charlotte, and we might be doing GM search radio soon, too, as well. well that, that, that's what I wanted to get into, Mac and, and, and Tim here. Uh, how surprised were you that it was Frank and only Frank when the news broke? Were you waiting for the second part of the release where, where Scott Fitter's name was included? Yeah, I definitely was wondering, okay, we're doing this one at a time. I mean, I think a lot of people now are wondering, you're going to put the trust in Scott Fitterer to go to go uh, another offseason here? I don't know if that's a good idea based on the track record of the front office. And it's not just Fitterer. I mean, everybody that's been involved there. I love Dan Morgan, man. He's one of my favorites around here. But he's been involved in it, the whole scouting department. I mean, it really, really makes you wonder if we need a total front office cleanse to go with this coaching staff move. So, 
I'm still kind of wondering if that's something that's going to come soon. You know, the Raiders, not that we really want to model ourselves after Mark <laughs> Davis's organization, but they did it all at once a few weeks ago and started over. It kind of feels like David Tepper needs to completely start over. The problem is, though, are we supposed to have faith that David Tepper can choose the right GM and the right coach? Because right now he's 0-2 on the coaches and he's 0-1 on the GMs. At and, this point and that's just the Panthers because you and I have talked about how he is 0 for however many with Charlotte FC. Hiring head yes. coaches has not been his strong suit as a an owner of major uh, U.S. professional sports franchises. Chris McLean from Mac and Bone in the morning, WFNZ in Charlotte. I put up a poll recently. Obviously, Frank Reich was a problem. But was he the biggest problem with this particular team? I think Tim and, and I have already talked about it. I think we both believe that it's the act, it's the roster. That's the biggest problem. Not that Frank did a good job because he didn't cover himself in glory. But the roster is no good. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about that today. Like, what angers you the most? The players that are on the field trying to block trying to freaking get separation, you know, or, or the coaching staff. And it was, it's pretty mixed as far as fans around here. I do think the biggest problem is, first of all, you start with that O-line. I know they've had a lot of guard injuries, but Austin Corbett, you knew wasn't going to be ready for the start of the season. Mm-hmm. And they were not prepared to replace him at all, you know, at the start. Right. Since then, four more guards later, I mean, it's a train wreck. Icky's regressed. Bozeman's regressed. So that's the biggest problem right there, the receiving core. Like, I just can't believe that this organization thought that they were in good shape. They give up all they give up to get Bryce. And it's like, here's the blockers we're giving them, and Mm -hmm. here here are the receivers we're going to give them. I mean, I can't – you know, looking back at it, how much did they, you know, misjudge – the support they were giving Bryce in year one. So, yeah, I think that's probably the biggest problem. I have heard, though, a lot of people that know way more about football than me recently speak up about the outdated schemes that Frank mm-hmm. Reich is using and how you know um, ridiculous some of the concepts he's using offensively. So I don't think scheme-wise, I don't think Frank Reich has, has helped his cause. I think the shuffle back and forth between play callers here, I'm doing it, no, you do it, no, I'll do it again. Like, I don't think that made Frank look decisive and made him look his best. But then again, with that, you wonder, well, was Tepper involved in those changes? You know, that, that's, it all comes back to that, too, fellas. It's always like, okay, that's ridiculous that Frank Reich would, you know, try the play calling and then give it up that quickly and take it back. But it's like, was he told to do any of that? You, with any mistake around here, you're always wondering, did Tep intervene? And that's a, that's a big part of the problem, too. Isn't that, that – I mean, that's something that I don't hear a solution to, right? If David Tepper is the problem, David Tepper, like the owner is not going to fire the owner. So is this just, you know, our, our – I hate to invoke this. Is it is it Washington level where you just say, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to be a fan, but I'm, I'm not going to invest until that guy's out of that office? Hey, it's Adam Golden. I'm in studio with my friend, Coach Pete Deruta with the Capital Financial Advisory Group. Is it ever too soon to seek out you and your expertise? Really, there's no too soon. It's time to get serious. So if you're 50 or over, we call it the financial red zone. And that's when really it's time for you to take control of your money and, and make sure you have a firm on your side that's a fiduciary planning firm, which means they take your side at all times. Now, we'll do this for the next 10 of you who call. This is a $1,000 value, but I'm going to waive my planning fee to make sure you get your total retirement plan and you get on the right path for retirement. Call 888-843-0013, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. 
I yeah, I mean that's the obvious example when you talk about how if you are if you have a bad owner, you are destined to fail. That's the yep. number one example. I think the hope is David Tepper kind of learning and changing himself <laughs> a little bit, you know. But I don't know. <laughs> Some of these owners can. Like, I hear a lot of the Boston media tell the stories of Robert Kraft early on with his tenure as owner, and he kind of micromanaged and he kind of got involved. And then eventually they hired Belichick and he kind of stepped back, and the rest is, is history. That Brady fellow helped a little bit too, by the way, I think. Mm-hmm. But it's like you hear that some owners have been able to do it. Other owners can never do it, can never get out of their own way. So I think the only hope is, as David Tepper analyzes the organization, he has a mirror nearby, and he looks <laughs> at it and says, hold on, I think I'm doing some of this stuff wrong, too. If he does not, then I think we're, you know, we're screwed. And we're in that yeah. situation that Washington fans felt like they were in, just along for a horrible ride, you it, know. So I hope he can kind of self, self-scout here, for lack of a better term. It's hard to make Jerry Richardson look like the better owner. Uh, but David <laughs> Tepper has accomplished that uh, because when it comes to just being the owner of a football franchise, and this is not about the personal conduct, which is reprehensible, yeah. that Richardson uh, oversaw for however many years. Um, he basically stayed out of the way of the football people. And that just own. Just own. Love on your team. I mean, but... Host parties in the suite. Right, like, just yeah. be that guy. For the most part, that is Robert Kraft. The only time Kraft really did intervene was like, no, we're keeping Brady. Let's <laughs> get, get out of here, Bill. We're keeping Tom Brady. Uh, and he was really, it was a leap of faith mm. that Brady would still be productive into his early 40s. Mm. As it turned out, Robert Kraft was right. Uh, yeah, Belichick well. would have gotten rid of uh, Brady six years earlier. Uh, if Jimmy Garoppolo. Right, if it wasn't up to Robert Kraft. Um, I, I don't know how to get away from David Tepper being the owner other than it takes a while to learn how to own. Mm. Uh, not everybody comes in like Tom Dundon, the owner of the Carolina Hurricanes, and has a plan which involves personal discipline. David Tepper does not subscribe to that particular theory, uh, which that's fine. Everybody's got a different style. Uh, another example I use is George Steinbrenner. I know the Yankees won two World Series early in Steinbrenner's tenure. He bought the team in 72, uh, actually really bought parking garages uh, in 72, and they won titles in 77 and 78. But after that, when yeah. free agency had caught up to Major League Baseball, Steinbrenner became a bad owner. And it wasn't until they kicked him out and everybody else was running the team, and all of a sudden the Yankees established themselves as that franchise again. And then Steinbrenner came in, and he was kind of just the owner. And it was really good for Yankees fans, mm-hmm. not for Mets fans. Uh, bad for Mets fans. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing. I guess when it comes to whether it's hiring the next coach, should have hired Steve Wilkes before, um, or the personnel, how do they get out of this without draft capital, Without, uh, with an owner who is impetuous and meddling, how do they get out of this that isn't a five-year plan? That's a hell of a question. Thank you. I got to tell you, man, I I would not bet on us getting out of it anytime soon Mm. because Tepper has to make the right hire. I really hope if they do make a change in the front office, man, my real hope is that he puts someone as kind of like a VP of football operations, even above the GM level, 
and that person runs the show. But I do I deep down believe David Tepper is at the point where he's ready to do something like that? No, I don't. I don't think he can still mm-hmm. help himself. Um, but I think that would be a way to try to get out of this. Um, let that you know, put a guy in place. Let him hire the new coach. Um, but I'm not sure that that's the way he's going to go. The, the lack of draft capital is huge too. I mean, the thing too is you wonder like. Does this job, does, how inviting does this job look? How enticing does this job look? Ben Johnson, the Lions OC, was Tepper's first choice, according <laughs> to everybody in the know last year. And Ben already said, no thanks, I don't even want to talk to you. <laughs> well, now I'm sure Tepper can go back and just throw money at him, but is there any guarantee he wants to talk? How many other guys might turn down interviews because they know they're short on draft capital, mm-hmm. they have so far to go on a personnel standpoint, some coaches might have an opinion about Bryce that isn't favorable and might not want to, 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 to jump on his wagon. So I don't know, man. I just – I don't have – I guess you were looking for some, like, optimistic formula out of, out of this mess. I don't know if I have it, man. No, there, there is none because you're, cause you're right. It, well, to me, 100% of the, the optimism has to come from, from the thoughts on Bryce Young, right? If, if you think he's being, uh, you know, anchored or, or held back by the, the way Frank Reich was running the team or the personnel, you might be able yeah. to in, entice the next coach by saying, if you fix Bryce Young, you have this, this gem. Uh, can, like, up there in Charlotte, can you separate Frank Reich and, and Scott Fitterer from Bryce Young? And, and can he be evaluated kind of – in his own vacuum, or, or are they all being grouped together as this one terrible core that led to this terrible season? No, I think – I don't know. I mean, there's some people that just are ripping everybody. And God, and God, my God, as a Panther <laughs> fan, I get it. I get it 100%. I try to separate Bryce Young. I was a Bryce believer before the draft, so that's kind of different. People that wanted Stroud, of course they're already saying, I told you so. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I guess we get so many of those texts every day. Um, uh, But as far as Bryce, I still think there's something there. But, man, it's like it will take the right coach to be like, hey, he's got something I can work with. But it also takes whoever's in charge of personnel of improving this line and the receiving core without a first-round pick. And, like, how quickly can you do it? Like, Dan Orlovsky last week said something on on one of the shows. First take, get they all run together. But he said something on one of the shows where he's like, I'm not even evaluating Bryce in 2024. He says they have so much going wrong there mm-hmm. and need so much around him that he says I won't even start to evaluate him until 2025. And everybody on the show, the whole you know set was laughing, but he's being serious. Like yeah. that's how dire it is in terms of trying to put competent people around Bryce so you can even evaluate him. So that's the thing that sucks about it, man. It doesn't feel like a short-term project. It feels like a hell of a task for the next head coach to take on, man. It really does. Chris McLean, Mac and Bone, in the morning at WFNZ in Charlotte. Uh, tell Bone, sorry about Mike Elko, but uh, you guys will have plenty to talk about tomorrow morning, and I'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. <laughs> All right, man. Who knows who David Tepper will fire between now and our conversation <laughs> Wednesday, Adam. Stay tuned. <laughs> All right, man. I'll talk to you later. That's oh, guys. Chris McLean. Is getting your CPAP supplies a real pain? It doesn't have to be that way. Hi, I'm Brandon Giggling, president of Parkway Sleep Health Centers, and we are North Carolina's number one source for CPAP machines and supplies. Our streamlined process makes getting your CPAP as easy as one, two, three, and we ship anywhere in the state. If you're in need of a CPAP machine, supplies, a knowledgeable doctor, or a sleep study, Parkway has you covered. For information or to schedule an appointment, visit parkwaysleep.com. Sound sleep, sound health. 